Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good day, everybody. It is July 21st, 2022, and we have a lot of material to get through for you today. Uh, I'm your host, Alpha. We have Bravo on the other side. Bravo, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, sir. Hey, you know, uh, you were checking the weather before we started, and and, uh, as Robin Williams said in uh, Good Morning Vietnam, you got a window, open it. Yes. (laughs) It's hot. Damn hot. It is damn hot outside. It uh, It is Manila. It is Manila hot here in the DMV yes. area. It is also hot in in your area that normally doesn't get this hot. So hang on normally, tight, everybody. Normally, I'd say, "Hey, where's winter?" You know, everyone talks about it. I got, you know, we don't have too much conflict in this world. We're going to show everyone <laughs> how we do a little bit of resolution, and uh, I'm going to propose uh, to find some common ground. Fall. How about a fall day? Nice, how about, how about sw- sweatshirt weather? Would be perfect. That's there you go. See, everyone that Signal 50 podcast is showing the politicians how to compromise. There you have it. A nice breezy sweatshirt day in yes. the fall. It's just uh, it, 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 I, I would beg for that right now. But anyhow, hey, listen, we got a lot of material to get through. Bravo. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for thanks for the audience for coming with us. I just want to thank everybody here and a little quick housekeeping here up front. Uh, you know, the social media stuff, you can catch us in the links. We're not going to go through all that again. We have too much stuff to get through. Uh, so we want to thank you all for your support. We've noticed an, an incredible increase in in downloads and uh, and listens and subscriptions uh, to the podcast, mm-hmm. a 375% increase. Wow. That's uh, we had, isn't it? Yeah. So really quick, we just want to go. It's really, it really, it's really affirming for us that we're putting out some decent content for you when we see those kind of numbers. It's, it's really good. Uh, you know, Hey, listen, we're not, we're not advertising. We're, we're not getting paid for this at all. So we really do appreciate that. Uh, so I want to let you know where our listeners are. You know, really interesting. Some of the analytics you can get uh, really fast. Obviously, the United States, right? Right. Numbers, you know, number one. Everyone number one. Yeah. Number two is Germany. Yes. With a good, good amount of listeners in Germany and downloads yes. from Germany. Thank you. And Japan. Yes. Japan. Japan. Thank you, Japan. Yes. Yep. Japan. It's good to hear. Good to hear. Morocco. Yes. Canada. Yep. The Dominican Republic. Guam. Yes. Ecuador. Yes. Haiti. Mm-hmm. Rwanda. That's mm-hmm. very strange, but okay. Yep. Benin. Yep. Brazil. I don't know where that is. No, yeah, I couldn't find I it. I had to look on the map. That's nice. Right. Czech well, Republic. Thank you. thank you for them. Czech Republic. Thank you. Czech Republic, someplace that's an awesome place. Czech Republic. France and Israel. And yes. a very suspicious one that makes me wonder if we're going to have a fatwa declared against us. It's Iran. <laughs> Hey, you know, maybe it's a person trying to get the hard truth and we're happy to give it to him. There you go. Or her. Never know. Yes. So we have a listener in Iran. That's very strange. Moldova, Mexico, Romania, and El Salvador. So yes. thank you very much, everybody around the world for listening to us. We really appreciate that. So we're going to dive right in here today. We've got a lot of material. There's an awful lot of stuff going on. It, it, you know, we've got to move fast through this stuff to make it in the hour that you're giving us here. So, hey, listen, unless you're living under a rock, there's Mm. a lot, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, Too much to really put your hands around. And the the deeper you dig, the more you find kind of stuff. And the the Mm. media is very occupied on certain issues. And what we're trying to do here is bring stuff to the surface that you really need to be paying attention to. uh, But you're not. And it's stuff that's happening in the background. So, you know, number one. You know, we'll let you take that one. Bravo. Go for it. Well, I, I came across this very interesting article and uh, it's uh, one of what we consider up and coming. And it's a quick hit because we want everyone to be kind of paying attention to it. Now, Rand Paul has discovered and has documents or the goods on uh, Mitch, the turtle McConnell senator, uh, the leader of the Republican. He's considered the minority leader right now. And those deals uh, he has written deals uh, with judges, um, deals uh, f- so that the Republicans can get their judges through, although I would 
asked for a refund or whatever deal that they came up with because the way Judge Kavanaugh was treated uh, along with others uh, as compared to their nominees, uh, Jackson, uh, I would say uh, you definitely need your money back. But maybe he was you know, making it so that they can get in as easy as, well, I guess ours were, Alpha. I don't get it, but that was a very uh, interesting um, so, so are, are you Are you trying to tell me that Mitch McConnell's got to deal with the Democrats to to get their agenda through? Oh, yeah, because uh, when it comes to the green agenda, now, again, um, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but um, there's wheeling and dealing going on in the Senate. Now, my, the overall takeaway, and we're going to look, we're going to dive into this a little bit more. We just, you know, we don't have, they're, they're just starting to come out right now, but the wheeling and dealing is, in, is enhancing their bottom line, meaning the senators and the congressmen and women, they are looking out for themselves and not for us. And last time I checked, we elected them to represent us and take care of uh, the needs of the country. So this is a developing story. We'll keep an eye on it. But of course, the mainstream media is not telling you anything. Of course not. Oh. And on the next one, you know, uh, news broke yesterday from from well-placed sources. You know, put, put, a, put a grain of salt in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we've been talking about it for a long time, the Hunter Biden probe. Uh, apparently there was an article in Fox news that was published last night uh, about the Hunter Biden probe reaching a critical stage mm-hmm. as officials weigh possible charges. And it's from Fox news. We're going to put the go ahead. We're going to go ahead and put the link in the show notes for you. It, this, this is a big deal. It's yes, a big it. deal. It's a really big deal. Um, you got to read the article. It's about the suspicious transaction reports. It's about, uh, it's about everything that this guy has been up to. And what are the chances that, that Merrick Garland's actually going to prosecute Hunter Biden? Well, if history tells us anything, uh, yeah. when the, um, same trespassers that were on the Democrat side that were with Colbert have full car blanche throughout the entire congressional office building. Meanwhile, our January six Patriots are still being held against their will. And the, and of course the, trial of uh, Stephen K. Bannon going on right now, I'm going to say with very high certainty, Garland is very bitter about him, his nomination to the Supreme Court being held up, and he's looking for revenge. And he does not belong in the uh, attorney general's uh, position right now based on that. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at it a little bit differently. Mm Mm-hmm. Couple things have come up in the in the past couple of days with with uh, Daddy Biden there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's claiming he's got cancer, and apparently this morning there's a report that he's tested positive for COVID and he's suffering mild symptoms. That just actually came out while we were prepping the show. Wow! Uh, and he's taking Paxlovid and all this other business. So, not to mention the slips that he's made and the gaffes and how horrible everything is going. Is this a reason to prosecute his kid and the Democrat Party is going to turn on him mm-hmm. to save their own lives? To get him uh, out. Yeah. To get him out. To, to, 25th to, Amendment. To, yeah. to, well, not 25th Amendment, to force him to resign mm-hmm. before he's impeached by the new Congress ah. uh, that could be coming. You mean um, an off-ramp? You mean it's like an off-ramp? Kind of like yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. do you want to take the, 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 the poison pill or do you want to get put in front of the firing squad? Take your pick. <laughs> Uh, I think they're going to eat their own, and I think they're going to use this as an excuse to go ahead and, and oust him from the presidency because things for the Democrats are, are horrible. Yeah, um, They've destroyed this country in record time. People are pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, you start paying, you know, even people who are Democrats, when they start paying five seventy five a gallon for gasoline mm-hmm. because of some broccoli-powered fever dream yeah. uh, are going to get really pissed off. Yeah. Uh, so we both know that articles of impeachment have been brought against Biden repeatedly. Yes. And maybe they'll just go ahead uh, in the new Congress and take up an investigation. We're going to talk more about that in a minute, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, moving along here, you know, that that's yeah. that's a story to keep an eye on. Do I have any yep. faith anything's going to happen? No. But if it does, it could have a couple of meanings to it. Right. So, you know, I'll take you. Let you take the next story. Yeah. From the, the New York Post. So the New York Post reports from Caddy Patterson. Uh now, we want to bring this back up because, of course, the mainstream media is not talking about it, but about baby formula. Remember, it's a scarce commodity, 
And it's very important for infants to get their formula because. Well, wait, a, wait, wait. Did, did, did Biden have a task force to fix the problem? Well, I was, I was just about to do a uh, quick, quick hit fact here that on the week ending of, Ju of July 10th, it was uh, reported and uh, found through uh, surveys and examination of the supply chains that 28.3% of the powdered formula, which is the majority of the formula that mothers use out there and dads, is out of stock. And I compared that to May 22nd. This is in the article, and of course, it's there in the show notes for you to look at, and they reported the same thing, that May 22nd, the, the number was 22.7%. Now, check my math here, Alpha. May, 22.7, July, 28.3. I'm looking at uh, Biden's task force uh, with a little bit of skepticism that he's not doing squat for this problem. Meanwhile, mothers and fathers are having to basically uh, chase down uh, any formula they can find. The, uh, the fluff that's here and the, 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 one of the narratives is Biden's doing everything. He's getting goat milk here. He's flying it in from countries. And uh, well, these are, these are brands that mothers and fathers have no idea what it is. They're not used to it. Well, so I, uh, I got you, 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 you can't keep changing up formula like that with a baby. It just no, they don't well. do all with it. No, and no, it, no. And they don't have to adapt to it. And babies are more finicky than cats. I got to be honest with you. When it comes to their formula, they don't want to change. They don't like changes. They like, no, they don't. They do very well with routine. And uh, maybe a study will come out, you know, in twenty years that the routine of a baby is just as important as uh, teaching them how to tie their shoes. But anyway, um, moving on with why is this happening? So the Biden administration is basically um, flying in formula. They're trying to fix that narrative. They're looking to uh, have um, uh, removed uh, the, you know, they haven't removed any of the administrative barriers to getting the factories here in the United States open. That's the real issue here. They, uh, the factories haven't started uh, producing formula until July 1st of, the, uh, of this year. Alpha, what, how are you supposed to get formula and, and the operation formula or whatever Biden put a word to it in his word salad? There's nothing here that's coming out of our factories and they just opened up in July 1st. So well, let's just say, let's just say that uh, a July 1st kickoff for remanufacturing and getting everything up and running, give them two weeks to spool everything up, test, blah, blah, produce. Yeah. This stuff won't hit the supply chain till October. Right. And according to a Piggly Wiggly manager from the article, uh, Keith, uh, Milligan, uh, it has not improved at all. And I, you know what? I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to go to the boots on the ground and the Piggly Wiggly supermarkets, which we don't have around here in the north, but I've, I've seen them down south. Uh, yes. I'll take his word over it. So, Absolutely. Biden, you're failing again. Uh, well, what else is new? Yep. Well, anyhow, Biden, another another story about our, our continuing energy crisis in this country. Mm. Uh, you know, our, our wonderful president, uh, Joseph, there, he uh, he flies himself over to Saudi Arabia to beg the Saudis to pump more oil. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, they're fist pumping, not shaking hands, eh, whatever. I don't serious care about nonsense is not going on over there. But... Well, right. Let's let's be serious. These aren't serious people. Right. Uh, the, the crux of the matter is, you know, listen, uh, I, I don't care. He went over there. The, the goal was to get them to pump more oil. Right. Regardless of all the fist pumping and Khashoggi and all this other bull crap going right. on, he begged them to pump more oil, which, you know, that's a separate discussion. Right. They told him to go kick rocks. Yeah. Basically, they said, get out of here. We don't care. Kick rocks. Yep. We're not doing anything for you. We might increase a little bit of production, but we're running pretty, pretty much at capacity. There's not much more we can do. Go kick rocks. Um, you know, that's pretty typical. I mean, it's so bad. They sent the mayor of Mecca to go meet him at the airport with no military, no red carpet, no, none of that. When Trump showed up, the whole country came out to say hello. Right. Okay. That's, that, that, that's, that's a message right there. That That's a, there's an indication right there. They don't respect him. It's like it's like the mayor of, of of Smallville going out to meet the president, uh, you know, a, a king of another country. Mm. What a slap in the face. Yeah. OK, yep. so that's not good. So, you know, look, um, you know, Biden is also, you know, wanting like hell with all of his progressive buddies to reenter the Iranian arms deal. And he's begging oil off of them, too. Right. So 
and he's he's destabilizing what took Trump four years to stabilize in in the Middle East. Right now, last time I checked, the Iranians and the Saudis weren't really good friends. No, in fact, if we re-enter this uh, Iranian arms deal, which we all know is going to lead to an Iranian nuclear arms capability, is going to start an arms race between the Saudis and the Iranians. Well, they're already fighting a proxy war in Yemen. So, yeah. and if uh, they get nukes, uh, I'll t- look, uh, I'm going to call it the way I see it. Right. Call balls and strikes here on the Signal 50 podcast. Do you think Iran would take two seconds not to use whatever nuclear capability they had because they have nothing else? Well, when you run into a bully mm-hmm. and the bully says he's going to punch you in the face, what reason do you have to doubt him? Right. Exactly. And Israel's freaking out over this whole thing. Well, Israel is going to not listen to anybody and take care of themselves. And well, they have to. They're on their own. That's right. Uh, and uh, you're going to see some preempt strikes and you're going to it'll it'll be a big powder keg in the Mideast again. When President Trump had the, all kinds of pizza deals and Abraham that's Accords. Right. And that's right. Well, that all gets thrown out the window because of Biden and his uh, useless uh, agenda. But whatever. I don't understand it. You know, he, he spent a lot of time over there with his hand, hat in hand begging the Sauds. Now he's begging the Iranians for oil and and doing all this stuff and blaming the world on Putin. All he has to do is tell the U.S. oil producers to go to go ahead and turn on the taps. You know, I, uh, I we're, think we're, about sw- we're swimming in oil. Right. You know, I would think it would be better instead of flying all the way over to Saudi Arabia, which when you talk to the to the uh, econo, economy or excuse me, the eco uh, agenda people, uh, the carbon footprints and all this other nonsense, which we all know carbon is used by trees. Right. Uh, but when he t- it isn't better to go to take Air Force One, do a little tour around our oil producing states like Louisiana and Alaska and Texas and say, OK, let's get this thing started. Drill, baby, drill. Well, he's not going to do that. That's, well, he's not going to do that. He's that would be the best uh, solution I can think of, personally. Well, that's a solution that we had in place when we had $2.10 a gallon gasoline. Yeah, and there was a reporter over in Saudi Arabia while Biden was visiting there, took a picture of their gas prices, which it was priced at $0.63 cents a liter. Which, when you do the math, it's about 3-point-something liters in a gallon, two something, 260 something a gallon for Saudi Arabia fuel. So when you pump your own oil, you get lower gas prices. We were an energy independent country when Trump was in office. I miss his mean tweets. I do too. I could really use a few mean tweets. Right. So, you know, moving along here. Uh, Anyway, so Biden is hit a, a big brick wall when it comes to, uh, the climate change, green new deal, uh, agenda. Uh, he, he's, uh, Congress will not, or they, they, they should not. I don't know if they can change their mind here, but they're not going to, they're not right now passing legislation. Joe Manchin's not going for it. And, uh, cinema is not going for it either. So it's dead in the water. Uh, there are probably some Republicans that'll go for it, but that's another story. Yeah. Uh, we just had the uh, Supreme Court's decision on the EPA decision, and that was made it clear that bureaucracy cannot legislate. We knew this. Well, we, our, our, found, our founding fathers kind of made it pretty clear. But over the years, the, the bureaucracy has kind of taken over and become the deep state, which uh, is very true. But uh, the, this decision that the EPA and other agencies cannot legislate. So as it should be, that's right. It should be. So thank you to this. Thank you, SCOTUS. Great job. Now, the radical leftists, of course, are not happy because their agenda is not getting done. They're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, which is actually the uh, Trump train coming to hit them in the midterms. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't you know it that they're calling for Biden to write an executive order? Because (laughs) now we need another executive order. And this would be another disaster uh, of Biden policy. But what it would really do is it would shut down immediately oil leases everywhere in the United States in favor of wind turbines and solar. And it's not ready for prime time. That solar and wind turbines are not ready. Okay? I, I think, ready. you know, as a side note, I think solar and wind turbines are are, are fine 
if that's supplement. an investment as supplement as a but, supplement right i'm but, not happy about uh, you know solar panels are very very toxic to the environment so are w uh, wind turbines yes, they, they have are. cobalt they have all kinds of rare metals and and who, who controls all this stuff and the cells you know their cells well, are made in china right so we well, don't well, need it's all the where's all the cobalt come from that goes in the cells and the china afghanistan china, china. Yeah. And Africa and countries in Africa and China controls all of the world trade in those, in those commodities. So right. this is a cash cow for the Chinese. Right. You know, so this, this is, being this another, just hurt, this just hurts our economy. Yeah. But this being alpha, listen, this being a disaster of Biden policy, but really what it is, the Democrats are being run by the, the radical leftist portion of their, their, their party. And they're out to destroy the country. I said this before, systemic destruction is in full effect. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, the right to possess, uh, to possess arms, the right to um, vote and vote, you know, make it hard to vote, uh, make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. But they want to make it hard to vote and even count it. So the Democrat, the leftists have shown their cards and it's not in the best interest of us, we the people. So that's what I have to say about that. Well, these people have really turned to bend, and, and like like we have said in the past, um, as we've gotten closer to the midterms, and they feel their their maybe their grasp of power, you know, starting to slip, they're starting to start getting very very dangerous. Mm -hmm. So, you know, look, uh, I, I'm not. Uh, we'll we'll save it for another time, but this is <laughs> it, this it is. is getting, it, I mean, it's getting, it's getting really really right. really freaky. Again, these are stories we want everyone to start paying attention to just to have in the back of their minds because we don't want to lose interest because the main media, the mainstream media says we have to. They're not going to do that here on the Signal 50 podcast. That's why we bring you these quick hits. Right. And and there's a story here about uh, a medical story that we want to bring you here real quick that Bravo will grace you with here real fast. Right. So real really fast. quick here, low serotonin. Uh, basically, depression is is an issue that many, many Americans suffer from. And it was it was thought that low serotonin uh, is uh, basically the the cause, or the, the it's basically a chemical in your brain that allows good feeling messages to cross over down the nerves and helps brain health and everything else. Well, this article that just came out, and uh, I have it in the show notes there for you, uh, basically comes out and says that um, the medication. Select serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs. So let me give an example. Zoloft, Wellbutrin, um, all the medications that they come out for depression just don't work. And they're not helpful. And they have been found and they suggest in the study that they're not helpful to work because serotonin is not linked to causing depression. And everything that I, I've been taught and, and everything that's been said, and I mean, again, I... I teach evidence-based medicine, or I did at one point for, for, for a couple of years now. This is a this is a shocking uh, revelation uh, to medicine because everyone's been taught, well, you know, we need an SSRI to help treat depression. Um, now, just just to give you a little background on SSRIs, they have a black box warning that in the first week or so, or first couple of weeks of using it, it takes a long time for it to kick in to help with a depression. Although I'm guessing now it may be placebo effect alpha, I don't know, but um, that there was a huge increase in in attempts of suicide. So you have to watch these people that are placed on these medications. That's something that the drug companies don't tell you in their their commercials. Do you need Wellbutrin? Are you feeling depressed? Um, that's they're supposed to talk about those black box warnings, right? Yeah, well, they're not. So so here's something else that uh, is an interesting. Uh, um, that Dr. Malone, uh, who was talking about this and brought this to my attention, uh, that 25% of the mass shooters are on some kind of SSRI. Now, he doesn't say that there's a confirmed correlation. We talk about coincidence or um, causation, right? So there's not, we can't say a definitive causation. We don't know about the correlations yet, but that would be very interesting, wouldn't it be? Well, you know, we've talked about that for a long time. You know, when you get a mass shooter, you some one of the first questions that sometimes always asks is, "What psychotropic medications are they on?" Right. And in in a good number of cases, you find out that these people were being treated for something uh, with a an SSRI. So, right. 
you know, now, there's no winner here, right? Well, there is a winner. It's the pharmaceutical yeah. companies. Unfortunately, they're making big bang money off of the stuff. They've been doing it for 20 something years. And, uh, you know what, what we're finding out alpha vitamin D. Yep. Vitamin D levels being outside, getting sun or supplementing vitamin D, uh, goes back to our discussions about COVID, how vitamin D regulates the, uh, reaction or the inflammatory response. Well, looks like it helps prevent depression too so good diets good you know you know uh nutrition facts that you know that you should be paying attention to everyone should be having their vitamin d levels checked when they go to their physicals every year just telling you well you know what's the old expression garbage in garbage out right yeah no and on other news there was a protest in front of the uh supreme court uh yesterday Mm. Uh, in the blazing heat with uh, Ilhan Omar and AOC and the and the the, the gang was all there okay? yeah, talking about there. you know religious uh, sexual preference freedom Roe v Wade all this other stuff those two idiots faked being handcuffed yes and they walked them out with their hands behind their back without handcuffs that's right and they were waving from time yes. to time it was just just the the most absurd thing i've ever seen in my entire life mm -hmm. i don't know so we got to move on here real quick so you know keep an eye on that that's just a, a side note i'm going to take the next one yep. it's about the but the young man in indiana uh alicia dickon he's a 22 year old kid and i can say he's a kid yep uh who was <laughs> eli the, goes by dixon yeah well that that's fine i'm gonna dixon. butcher his first name I, I, I that's a very odd spelling but okay yeah. I don't care about that. He's a, he's a good kid. Yes. Uh, Eli Dickin, a 22 year old kid sitting in the mall food court, pushes people out of the way, moves people out of the way, puts people to cover, draws his weapon and neutralized a mass shooter in 15 seconds. Wow. Okay. So we talked about this in the last program. This really needs noting. They went back through the records and all the other business and they said it only took this kid 15 seconds Wow. to fire 10 rounds from 40 yards away he was moving the target was moving he scored eight hits wow with a handgun with no formal police or military training which doesn't all that's not always the best training right however this is just a regular civilian mm -hmm. who obviously this was from 110 to 130 feet away wow do you know how far that is Go pace out 40 yards. Try that shot with a handgun on a B-27 silhouette target. Tell me how you do. This kid scoring eight, 80% hits. Wow. When the miss rate for police and police is generally 86%. Wow. Okay. So this kid flipped the script, yep. neutralized the bad guy. He cleared the bystanders. He followed the mass shooter until he was incapacitated. Dickon was taken into custody, fully cooperative. Of course, you shoot anybody, you're going to get taken into custody. The police chief, there are no charges, no nothing. Thank God this kid's going to walk away, and I hope he walks away with a job as a judge, as a, as a sheriff's deputy or a police yeah. officer. And and not only that, not only that, but he's now, he's being, he was a good Samaritan, or we like we like to call good guys with guns, and he, he did what he was supposed to do, his civic duty. God bless him. That's right. He, he's a hero. That could have been that could have been really really bad. In another story, there was a uh, another incident in a Missouri quick trip where a clerk uh, was held at knife point by a bad guy with a knife. Good guy with a gun figured the whole situation out. Long story short, cashier was showing obvious signs of distress. The bad guy with a knife let go of the cashier and charged the good guy with a gun. Yep. Good guy with a gun draws gun, pulls out gun, shoots rubber dead with four rounds yep long story short good for you now that's how it's supposed to work these we're going to continue to highlight stories that we come across that show good guys with guns stop bad guys from doing bad things and we're this going to guy, keep talking this, about it well this guy in 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 indiana the mass mm -hmm. shooter in indiana in the food court in that mall he was he killed three people we're not going to belittle the fact that this was a tragedy yes right. Eli did the right thing. What we need people to understand and you need to say, and you need to let it, let it sink into your head. If that guy hadn't taken that shooter's life in 15 seconds and he mm -hmm. took, he killed three people in 15 seconds. This guy. Right. 
imagine how long it would have taken him to kill 20 people. Not too long, right? right. It would have taken a couple minutes. An AR-15 or any kind of rifle in that kind of environment, it's 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 bad. Right. So this kid did the right thing. He neutralized him. You know, you got to remember in this society, you're never, you're guaranteed liberty, but not safety. You're responsible right. for your own safety. That's right. So that's just the way it goes. You know, so we're going to move on a little bit here. Hey, listen, I don't know if anybody noticed, but Tuesday was a primary day in Maryland. Um, it was kind of a big deal. Right. Kind of a big deal what happened and how this turned out. And I'm going to tell you why it's a big deal. We had a governor. We have a governor here is Larry Hogan. He's a rhino. He's a Republican in name only. He's kind of a centrist, more of a liberal. I understand kind of where he was coming from in the beginning. He's got to work with very liberal people and from Baltimore and and Montgomery County and, and PG County. He's got to work with that. And he's got to kind of play the middle of the field to get some stuff done. He's done some good things, but he's done some really bad things, too. Yeah, he did a lot of uh, lockdown bad things. Yes. And he's a horrible human being. Right. He's not a good guy. I mean, you meet him and you think he's just the greatest guy in the world. I got a picture of me with him. I met him and I put it right to him the first minute I met him. I'm like, you're screwing up and this is how you're screwing up, blah, 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 blah. And I don't really like you very much. Kind of, kind of conversation. Oh, he didn't listen to you very well, did he? He didn't listen at all. And that's fine. Okay. So we're going to go over something here real quick, real fast. There was a, the big race. The big race that we can win as Republicans is, is congressional district six. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a guy named David Trone. He's the incumbent Democrat. He's just horrible, horrible person. I've mm -hmm. met David Trone. He's a detestable human being. Mm -hmm. He placed like, oh, I'm a gentleman farmer from Maryland. He's anything but a gentleman and he ain't a farmer. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's a horrible human being. So you've got a good field of good Republicans that I had an opportunity to meet at some events. You know, you had Colt Black, sounds mm -hmm. like a country music singer name right colt mm -hmm. black that's an awesome country yeah. music singer name you got a guy named matt foldy he's a bit of a carpet bagger from bethesda he's a little mm -hmm. rich kid who is a reporter they put uh they put all their eggs in that basket a lot of people did which was a mistake yeah jonathan jenkins don't know the guy never met him neil perot mm -hmm. great guy great candidate robert poisoner he's kind of like the um He's like a Pastafarian, like a libertarian guy. He's, he's outrageous. He didn't get any votes. Mm -hmm. He's good. And then he had a candidate. Her name was Mariella Roca. She was mm -hmm. my chosen candidate. Mm -hmm. uh, great candidate. Very strong conservative. Good on all the issues. You know, America first. But she didn't have the money to buy the endorsements that Matt Foldy did. So mm -hmm. she didn't do very well. She came in, you know, third from the bottom here which is okay. I went out and I supported her door knocked for her, did a bunch of different things. You know, I can see a future for her in politics. She's really great. But anyhow, Neil Perot is the candidate from CD six and he's going to go up against David Trone. Mm -hmm. Neil can win. Mm. We need that congressional district seat. Now that's not the important part. The important part is this. There's a couple of figures that I don't have yet. And the, these results are preliminary it looks like the winners have been declared pretty much mm. in the in this race because of statistical impossibility. Mm. Okay, so there's no mail-in ballot or provisional ballots have been counted yet. It's Maryland state law that the Thursday following is when they open the uh, mail-in and provisionals in the midterm in the pro, uh, prelims to uh, count count those numbers. So anyhow, here's the important part. I want to talk about turnout. Mm -hmm. On election day, 34,641 people turned out to vote for Republican candidates wow. in the primary. On election day, 21,838 showed up to vote for Democrat candidates. Mm. In early voting, there were 7,150 early votes for Republican candidates, all totaled. Mm. For Democrats, 7,564. That is an astounding number. Mm. Do Republicans vote early or do we vote on election day? We vote on election day typically, but how, 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 how do you like that mutton? How are those numbers? Wow. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. That tells me that people are stimulated. Yep. People are stimulated. So 20% of the overall vote came from early voting for Republicans. 34% of the overall vote came for 
Democrats, which is a typical number. But that mm-hmm. number for us is gigantic. Mm-hmm. All totaled Republican candidates, six Republican candidates garnered 41,791 votes so far, wow. not counting mail-in provisional. Democrat, 29,402. Mm. That's a 30%, 29.645% more votes for Republican candidates and Democrat. Pretty, that's, that's pretty telling right there. If you're statistics marks like we are, that, that is uh, showing some big engagement amongst Republicans. That's a huge turnout for Republican yeah. prim- for a Republican primary. primary in a primary, that's no less huge turnout. Yeah. Or the Democrats are just very happy with David Trone, which mm-hmm. they have no reason not to be because he's a total douche. Mm-hmm. So, that's just the way it is. But uh, we wish, uh, you know, I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. I saw no announcements from any other candidates dedicating their workers and their v- campaign people mm-hmm. and, and their support to Neil Perot, other than Mariella Roca. Yeah. She conceded the race immediately. She said, I want to lend my support to Neil Perot. It's important that we win. You know, best of luck. Congratulations. You can have our help any way we need. A very classy move on Mariella's part. Mm-hmm. I really want everybody to keep an eye on her in the future. Mm-hmm. Congressional District 6 in Maryland. I think that that young lady is going to go places. She's kind mm-hmm. of a, she's, she's a great girl. She's going to do well. She's a PhD uh, combat vet. She's she's mm-hmm. cool chick. So anyhow, we got to move along here. So moving along. Uh, moving yeah, on to covid Yeah, covid covid We're going to call COVID-y-a-cy. it covid and the lack of basic virology. So covid All right. So, you know, we've been walking around with this, this nonsense for a couple of years now, right? Right. And pretty much everybody's over it because... So much over it that so I, much over it. It's like it's it's gone to past the point of ridiculousity, and I think right. people are starting to see it. There are some places like San Diego County; they're reinstituting mask mandates, indoor mm-hmm. mask mandates, uh, because their numbers are going up, but nobody's nobody's going to the hospital. No, that's a big that's a big key here that we're not seeing anyone dropping dead. Uh, we're not; they're just coming down with COVID, and the tests, uh, I would say, are kind of useless because there's nothing you do about it when you test positive yeah take some fluids you take some motrin get better right oh yeah and this is all with people that have been triple vaxxed and boosted and that's right and have worn masks for two and a half years almost three years now so you know if masks work so well why don't they work you know it's the same thing is if this jab works so well why didn't it work so we're going to get into that in a minute yeah you know, it hasn't prevented COVID, hasn't prevented spread, hasn't prevented anything. It's done yeah. nothing. All right. There are a lot of cases of COVID That's out right. there. But there there's are... no hospitalizations that I can tell that are, you know, like so out of the out of the ordinary. Remember that you get hospitalized, you know, COVID or an illness or the flu, those who are elderly who have uh, immune systems that don't work as well. Or even uh, people that have uh, comorbidities, diabetes, uh, you know, other metabolic type issues. You get you get sick, and your body's busy trying to fight off the virus. And in the back door, sneaks your bacterial infections like pneumonia and urinary tract infections. That's what kills people. You know, right. with those kind of comorbidities. So that's very important to understand, everyone. This is and that not goes for that goes for your standard issue flu. That's right. Flu is the same way. Flu kills. Not the flu, complications of the flu kill you. That's correct. If you have certain comorbidities or you have a, a, an immune system that's not up to snuff, and that's why we see a lot of problems with elderly people that have a lot of um, poly uh, poly pharmacy or poly, what we call multiple medical problems. Right. Right. So, you know, listen, you know, we, we've been talking about this for the better part of two years now. Yep. Uh, the, the bottom line is if we're seeing an increase in cases, the increase in cases is coming in people that have been vaccinated because 60% of the world has been vaccinated in one form or another. Uh, so we're seeing that and we're going to talk about that in just a quick minute, but you know, there was, I don't know if anybody knows who Alex Berenson is. He wrote books and he's been all over this COVID thing since day one. Right. 
he he writes a great Substack. We're going to put a link to it in the in the show notes so you can get to a Substack. Uh, just just go to Substack and search for Alex Barrons and subscribe to it. He puts out great content. Yesterday morning, I'm going to read what he posted, um, and, mm-hmm. and there's a tweet that goes along with it that came from the German Federal Ministry of Health. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning, the German Federal Ministry of Health posted a stunning tweet admitting that one out of every 5,000 COVID jabs causes serious side effects. Mm. No kidding. The and figure we is, about that. We yeah, we did. We sure did. <laughs> that tracks right along with our math. Right. This figure is likely a sharp underestimate given the fact that the side effect reporting systems for drugs and vaccines are largely voluntary. Right. And or subdued. Or subdued yeah. or, or altered. But I, I think right. that that's, I think they, they can't kick it under the rug anymore. Right. So what does that mean for, you know, what does that mean? That implies that almost 300,000 Americans and Europeans have suffered some severe side effect after receiving an mRNA shot from Pfizer or BioNTech, BioNTech or Moderna. And it's unclear uh, whether the German side effects estimate applied to COVID vaccines from India and China. So we don't know if they're using those types of vaccines uh, as opposed to the ones that we used in America, uh, which use other um, older technologies and are uh, basically uh Dead virus, adenovirus. Adenovirus. So, again, remember, any of these vaccines were meant for the first variant, you know, the first COVID virus. It's already already mutated at least 18 times, from what I can count in the the literature. It's, it's, It's mutated to the point where the vaccines that they're giving now are useless. And they have huge, huge side effects that are that are causing all kinds of problems you all you have to do is look at look at the internet and, and look for uh collapses from covid uh vaccines people uh athletes uh, top of their form no no problems with their immune system until they get the jab they drop dead of a heart attack yep so a uh, lot of that lot with lot soccer of... players in europe yep. uh, we saw people that are standing behind lecterns in europe drop dead heart attacks all of a sudden young yeah. young yeah. so I don't know. I think the risk is is greater than the reward. We've That's talked right. about this. We've talked about it for two years, yep. that we didn't think that the vaccination pathway was the way to go. Uh, herd immunity was the only way to go. Uh, you know, look, you know, you, you can't stop a virus. A virus is going to virus, and the virus certainly has viruses. Virus. Yeah, but the, the main component here is that your immune system itself it works. is what's designed to handle a virus that mutates and mutates because the immunity that they no one's mentioning, especially the pharmaceutical companies, Natural immunity works. Right. So moving along along that line, uh, does everybody remember Deborah Bricks? Dr. Burks. So oh Dr. Burks. The scarf. The scarf, the scarf. giveaway. We yes. call her the scarf. So she she was part of Trump's advisory council for um COVID response. Mm. And she came out of a cancer study and you know, she's a doctor, she's a smart gal, whatever. She writes a book, right? Mm. She writes a book. <laughs> And she forgot to put the filter on. You know, yeah, she, mouth she, filter, yeah right? she, she did. She she forgot to put the filter on. And, and she <laughs> writes a book. We're going to put a link to an article in the show notes about it. Uh, basically, she she came out and she said that uh, the, the first, the, the big headline here is, do you remember, you know, COVID-19 came from the wet market in Wuhan? Oh, yeah. It came from a, a fruit tree bat from Madagascar and poured it, and poured it into into China. That's the cave right. bat. You remember this crap? Oh yeah, the, the bat that we we said on the on the show on October second, twenty twenty. The bat was nowhere in, uh, in uh, It was nowhere to be found in the area within two hundred mile radius from where it started. Correct. By the way, so it didn't start at the wet market. It didn't no. start with a bat. And and all she did in the beginning of this thing was say it's a zoonotic disease. It came from a bat. In her book, she said this virus came out of the Wuhan lab, out of the box, ready to infect people. That's right. This was a Chinese bioweapon, people. That's right. That's what we've been saying since day one. Right? Or is that as they like to call it? Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, modified, uh, enhanced. Uh, yes. Infection. I don't. Whatever. It's a bioweapon, everyone. That's what it right. is. Called right. it, and it was more infectious than the flu when it when it arrived here. Okay, and so because they futzed around with it, 
And give it, it a says, spike protein, basically. Yeah, she says, well, most viruses take, you know, months or years to become highly transmissible among humans. Well, this one hit our shores that was as, as virulent as, as mumps, yeah. as the measles, which is incredible, by the way. I mean, yeah. you give one person in a, in, a, in a theater measles and like uh, a week later, everybody's got it, right? Right. So it's really nasty stuff. So, you know, to, to, to add to the insanity from Dr. Burks and, and what she did... Mm -hmm. She altered the data to push vaccines and lockdowns. She no, was and she, 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 was was a, the, she was the one. She was the one. Not only is she the one, but she personally felt that lockdowns were the way to go. Now, she also knew that if you were to say, all right, we're going to lock down for two years, uh, people would look at her and say, go pound salt. Now, the problem that I have, and it's called the move the goalpost theory that I have, is that they get you with the, uh, come on, do your part. We'll, we'll slow the spread for 15 days. And everyone's kind of on board with that. We'll take a two week vacation. And then what happened near the end of that up oh, numbers are still going up and you have to do your part to help public health. And we're all going to continue locking down. And that went on for six months at least if I remember correctly. Yep. And she was never, never, ever, ever, ever on board with vaccines because she didn't think they would work. And this is all from her book, everyone. And we talked That's last show right. how she was kind of like installed there. Um, she's, yes. she's coming out as not the good, you know, she and Fauci are the ones that are responsible for these recommendations. And even though President Trump wanted to open up again and get things moving again, like they did in Florida and South Dakota and some other areas that, that basically told uh, the CDC to go pound salt, we'll take care of it. She she was totally on board um, with uh, closing down the country. Now, I have a little bit of a different take on this, Alpha, than you do. I think she's part of the World Economic Forum. I think she's, uh, she's all in with, uh, you know, uh, controlling people. And she basically did had her way with that committee and steered it and while undermining President Trump's wishes to get the economy going and opening up again. Well, I used to think that uh, your tinfoil hat was a little too tight, but I'm mm. starting I'm starting to come around to your way of thinking this was a way for them to manipulate the outcome of an election uh, mm -hmm. to get rid of a president that was not uh, very favorable to globalists to install somebody who obviously is in the back pocket of everybody and beholden to the world. Right. So, you know, look, this she was a bad actor. Yeah. Uh, she came out and she admitted it in her book. Um, yep. She basically lied about everything. That's right. So, so uh, moving along with we'll more COVID is going on in the world here. Like oh. let's talk about the hospital system. That was the first uh, one to mandate uh, COVID vaccines for their workers. Now this is a hospital system called uh, the, the first uh, the Methodist uh, system or excuse me. First Houston, Houston Methodist Houston Meth in Houston. That's right. Thank you. Uh, 28,000 uh, employees strong or they were. <laughs> because they were the first ones to mandate the vaccine to their employees. Now, those employees that said, no, I'm not getting it. We saw some videos of this uh, being played out. Uh, people were being escorted out because they would not get the vaccine. All they were doing were their jobs. Wouldn't you know it came around to bite them right now? Because all the, all the people that remained were vaccinated. They had to, you know, to keep their jobs when the hospital saying how great it is that we go ahead and we vaccinate uh, our employees. Well, right now they're having a little bit of a problem, aren't they, Alpha? They can't, well, they they uh, got a big problem. They they, yeah. they fired everybody who didn't want a vaccine. Yep. And now and, they're finding themselves that you don't have enough people because they're all out with COVID right now because they had the vaccine. <laughs> That's right. And and they're just saying that Omicron and BA5 are just vaccine evasive. Oh, and, give me a and, break. And, well, and these are the same people. These are the same people. That said, you know, recently that said, Asin, Asin, that's her last name. She's a hospital spokesperson. That's her last name. The vaccines were never intended to stop you from getting COVID. Uh, the point of the vaccines is to keep you from severe illness and being hospitalized. Baloney. The mandates and the vaccines are absolutely working. No, they're not. They're not working. <laughs> She's such it a liar. didn't work. And it goes on to say even in their own admission that BA5 and Omicron are vaccine evasive. Well, yes, they are. Because they don't work. Because they don't work for Omicron or BA5. They don't work. The only thing that works. And they have healthcare workers that, that did get 
COVID that are perfectly healthy and fine. Right. And they work with COVID patients every single day in this country with no fear whatsoever. Because their I, natural immunity developed a response to COVID yes. and they will not get it again. Now, now, what'd you think? What'd you think? If I was, I'm a healthcare provider, everyone, everyone knows that. Uh, if I was asked to come back to work for them, I give them the not so friendly double barrel middle finger and say, no way. Nope. Because I, I don't, I'm not going to waste my time with a company that is the first to jump on a bandwagon without looking at the facts and looking at what works and what doesn't. This whole narrative alpha, this really bothers me. A vaccine is there to prevent the spread and the, and, and development of a particular disease. Could be viruses, could be bacteria, right? To be vaccinated against something is to be pre-inoculated with a weaker form of virus to protect you from from uh, an uh, an illness in the wild in the future. That's a right. vaccine is not intended to give you less of a case of, let's say, smallpox. That's right. That's not how this works. And no matter what kind of word games these people play, it's all a lie. That's right. It's so that story's, that story's in the show notes for me. It's from the Epic Times. Please check it out. Let yep, us know you what bet. you think. You bet. Now, so, one more part to this, uh, as, as long as we're on covid uh, Oh, yeah. The number one uh, player besides Burks is Fauci. Yeah. You bet. And he was told by Rand Paul, get ready to testify under oath once the GOP wins. That's right. So I would look for Fauci to resign somewhere before January when the new Congress is installed. He's going to go away with his tail between his legs and run away. He should. And he should go someplace with no extradition. That would be probably. A I think he still should him. be arrested personally. Uh, and uh, fraud yes. and treason. But that's just me. Right. So anyhow, we got to move along here. You can find the links to those stories in the show notes. They are behind a paywall. We do recommend a, uh, a subscription to the Epic Times. They do a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, uh, okay. So everybody understands that gun violence is an epidemic, you know, here and, and in a lot of places, especially in the United States. It's pretty bad. It's 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 bad. You know, nobody, you know, we're, we're Second Amendment advocates uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. However, we do not advocate any form of violence and people that misuse firearms are nothing more than criminals and they're despicable people. That's right. And you should know that I just, I re-upped my NRA so, and I got life. I got my life membership. Oh, you got your NRA. life membership. Congratulations. Good for Thank you. you. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Okay. So I, I flipped through a lot of periodicals and I, I look at a lot of things and a story caught my eye out of Syracuse, um, newspaper syracuse.com used to be the syracuse herald journal mm -hmm. i was just flipping through it and and there was a uh, an article titled shot spotter wastes officers time provides little help in court targets over policed communities by ann hayes and the byline the dateline is uh, july 18th a couple days mm -hmm. ago so i'm sitting there and i'm like oh that sounds like a terrible article okay mm -hmm. so all right now we've given everybody the headline now let's tell everybody what shot spotter is okay right. Let me explain it to you. We're going to put a link to the article in the show notes, okay? ShotSpotter is a technology that's a hostile gunfire detection system, HFDS. Mm -hmm. HFGTS, all right? Hostile gunfire, HD, never mind. Hostile yeah. gunfire detection system. It's been adapted from technology. It uses uh, microphones to listen to areas that's transmitted to a central listening station that interpolates data, analyzes it, and sends police to an area. What they do is they take these shot spotter technologies in a number of different cities in the country. I think there's 160 cities that use shot spotter. Right. Well, in fact, just as a, as a side note, of those 160, uh, about half of them stopped using it based on this, what we're talking about right now. Yeah, this is really bad stuff that was put yep. out. And and I'm gonna tell you we're gonna tell you why. Yep. Shot spotter is a technology that you that is used to pinpoint and locate gunfire in a city where it doesn't belong. Okay. Mm -hmm. They can pinpoint with with acoustic sounding and microphones, they can pinpoint the location to a very specific area mm. when they plant the microphones all over town. Okay. Now that's what the system does, what it does not do. And I can tell you this because I understand the technology. Mm. It is not used to record people's conversations. It is not used in any other means 
than to interpolate, you know, gunshots. They only get a six second recording of the audio. That's all they get. They don't get any more than that. But these uh, these sensors are triggered by the uh, bang of a gun yes. gunshot going off. Yes, right? something exceeding a certain decibel level at a certain frequency, either the sonic boom of a bullet traveling through the air or the in- initial muzzle blast itself. How about a backfire from a car? Would that it, be the same? It's possible it could pick that up. Yes. Okay. It could. Okay. okay. So let's let's go ahead. Now there's a there's a group out there called uh, the Open Society Foundation. Has anybody heard of that before? Uh, Soros, ding 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 ding. Ah, George Soros, George Soros. Mm. Yes, the Open Society Foundation is funded by George Soros to the tune of billions of dollars. You know, he's a big. He's 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 um, gotten his money through destroying other countries' currencies, and he invested in them and made a lot of money doing it. And uh, he's now directed his attention to the United States. And we, we can quote uh, different uh, places like DA offices throughout the country that he's put tons of money into to destroy our criminal justice system. That's right. In a nutshell. So this re- there was a report written by the Open Society Foundation and contributed to by the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundations. The MacArthur Foundation made their money through insurance, and it was a it's a multi-billion dollar it's a 400 billion dollar endowment in the foundation mm-hmm. it's just a huge foundation it's a lot of very, money very very left-leaning yep. uh, uh it's crazy so the report that they authored uh was called shot spotter and the misfires of gunshot technology detection technology by helen webley brown anna sipek katie boymaster julie Shiva. Shivalkar, Will Owen, Eleni Manis, PhD, MPA. The -hmm. report was dated July 14th, so it's very recent. And they go through and they make some assertions. Uh, Erroneous assertions. Erroneous assertions. We're not going to be able to get into this uh, in in a great deal of detail, all right, because we're we're running out of time here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to hurry this along. So the basic premise of the of the of the report is, you know, this wastes time. It increases police activity, but it wastes officers' time. Shot spotter fails as an investigative tool, so it's useless. 90% of the time producing exceedingly few arrests. Shot spotter fails the black and Latin X communities where it appears to be disproportionately deployed uh, deployed. The tool increases police activity and the risk of police violence without producing any significant effect from firearm offenses or shooting victims' medical outcomes. Mm. Okay. Does anybody else see the problem uh, with a fact-based report uh, with those premise in the executive summary? Oh, I see some huge problems. Okay. Now, when, like we've always told everybody, you need to check your sources. Right. Now, when we started going through and, and going through all the assertions made in this report against the sources that they cite, now, let me ask you a question. Bravo is a first responder, mm-hmm. right? You know, what is our job? It's to protect the life and property of the citizenship, right? Right. Regardless of race, creed, color, if you're an alien, it doesn't make any difference. Doesn't matter. If you've you got a heart, you. yep. if, if, if you have a heartbeat, you can help. You're going to get it. Or if you formerly had a heartbeat, we're going to come help you too. If right. you're a human being, we're coming to help you. And even we rescue cats out of trees. Yes. Yes. Side note. This report contends it has no bearing in the outcome of medical outcomes for shooting victims. Right. Go through their list of sources from the Acute Care Medical Institute. Now, let me ask you a question. How many, what's the percentage of gunfire reports that are reported by the public to the police? I uh, don't know off the top of my head. Right. And I'm going to say it's 20%. Yep. So 80% of the time a shot will be fired in a downtown area or in a populated area and people won't even they won't even call the cops anymore. Okay. So 80% of the instances there has been gunfire. Now, if nobody reports it, but this system does, Mm -hmm. and the police are sent to an area and they flood the area with, with, with police officers and they find somebody laying on the sidewalk. Don't you think that that person's got an 80% greater shot at at least receiving preliminary medical care? That that time is, time is brain. Time is of the essence. Time, That's time right. is t- time, and blood is brain matter. Right, and and this system here is actually just detecting and giving an early warning uh, and able to pinpoint where these people are. Because the way the system works right now is you either have 
someone calling 911 and they witness it and they describe the location pretty accurately and they could find it. Or you happen to have a police officer standing there in the right place at the right time that witnesses all this and can get help there quicker. So it's all dependent upon a, um, people using a phone. And that's about two minutes worth, I believe, last time I checked. Yep. And uh, this system right here can triangulate and records the sound and knows exactly where it is and pinpoints it, sends police there post-haste. In less than a minute. Right. Okay. So time is of the essence, right? Yep. The contention here is uh, this technology floods the area with police where there's a risk of the police being a danger to the population. Okay. That's another thing. Uh, and it's a waste of money. Well, right. that's what they say. I can't put, I can't put a cash value on the, on, on a life. Right. Okay. They seem to, in this report, this erroneous, terrible written report that I would give an F to if it was handed to me for evaluation. Yes. It's right? terrible. And it's the class absolutely terrible. Teach. Yeah. Now the problem with this report is this is what policy is being based off of. In a lot of cities, they're trying to take this down and get rid of this. And a lot of your progressives are using uh, this society and some of their reports uh, to go ahead and to trash systems that are in place that are trying to make a difference in the level uh, of gun violence and outcomes in patient care. So you have a problem when when the when the spokesperson for ShotSpotter refutes everything in here. They're very concerned. Oh, this represents a privacy issue. You can record people. No, recordings are not used. You get six seconds. That's it. That's, right. all you get. that's all you get. So this is the garbage that's out there that's invading your community when your police department is trying to do something to prevent gun violence. There is somebody on the left spinning a narrative, calling it absolutely racist and not allowing it to take place. And policy is being formed from George Soros. Hmm. Yeah, so we're going to go over that real quickly. Yep. We have another story real fast we're going to get to. We're way over time here, but yeah. we do. thank you for your patience. I don't know if anybody has been paying attention, but there's a lawsuit. Uh, the attorneys general of Louisiana and, and Missouri. Ah. Yes. <clears throat> suing the Biden administration, Biden uh, personally, actually. Yes. Uh, over preferential speech mm, that's published on the Internet. Calling uh, winners and losers. It sounds right. like Yes. Now, now here's the beautiful thing. You want some deliciousness? Yes, please. The judge in the case grants the motion for discovery and social media collusion case. Oh, wow. Biden is going to be a beep, boop, beep. Yep. Discovery is yep. going to be a bitch. Yep. So the judge grants discovery in the motion. So they're going to get a, get to get documentation, communications and everything from key Biden officials. All right. Mm. Uh, it's a huge story. Nobody's I paying attention to it. Wow, that's amazing. And of course, of course, we're going to pay attention to it because we're here at the Signal 50 podcast. Love hard truth. And we want to get it out to everyone else. And you can decide. That's how I look at it. All right. So I'm going to read a little key pieces of the article for you here. Mm -hmm. uh, OK, so basically the premise is uh, a federal court has granted the request by Missouri and Louisiana officials to obtain information and document documents from top ranking officials in the Biden administration over its alleged collusion with social media giants in an effort to censor and suppress free speech. That's right. This is from the Epic Times, Catabella Roberts, July 19th. This article came out uh, two days ago. Guess where it is, everyone. It's in the show notes. So It's in the show notes, baby. That's right. The ruling comes after the attorneys general of Louisiana and Missouri filed a lawsuit in May alleging that the Biden administration quote, colluded with and or coerced social media companies to suppress disfavored speakers' viewpoints and content on social media platforms by labeling the content disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation. Mm. The attorneys general named social media giants such as Meta, Twitter, and YouTube in a press release announcing the lawsuit in May, which nobody caught. Wow. So this opens the door. You know how... Everyone wants to close the door on on these court cases. The judges especially shut it down. They don't let it go any further. Getting to the discovery phase of any court case, again, I'm not a lawyer. Big deal. One. It's a huge deal. Huge. huge, huge, huge deal, everyone. So let me let me read the list of defendants. Mm, please. The named defendants in the lawsuit are Joe Biden himself, mm -hmm. former press secretary Jen Psaki, chief oh, medical boy. advisor to the president and director of the National Institute of Allergy and infectious allergy and infectious diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yay. 
former disinformation governance board executive director Nina Jankowitz, Surgeon mm-hmm. General Vivek Murthy, Department mm-hmm. of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and others. Now, Nina Jankowitz is trying to run away into a corner and never be found again. But she, she should. Stepped in it. She, she should. She, she, she really stepped should. in it. She needs to be held responsible. Okay. Now, here's the allegation in the lawsuit. Specifically, the lawsuit alleges that the officials pressured and colluded with social media giants, Meta, Twitter, and YouTube to censor free speech in the name of combating so-called disinformation and misinformation, which led to the suppression and censorship of truthful information on several topics, including COVID-19. Wow. The complaint also alleges that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board was created, quote, to induce, label, and pressure the censorship of disfavored content, viewpoints, and speakers on social media platforms. The lawsuit contends the alleged suppression of free speech and collusion violate the protection of the First Amendment and amount to an action in excess of statutory authority. Wow. It also contends that the Department of Health and Human Services and the Department of Homeland Security violated the Administrative Procedure Act. That's huge. That is ginormously huge. Everybody needs to be paying attention to this story. Yep. This is a huge deal. Huge, huge, huge deal that nobody's talking about. So anybody joining us for the program, and we wish you have out there it is hotter than satan's butt crack um and thank you to our international listeners we really appreciate the time that you spent with us we'd like to thank our soldier sailors and airmen for protecting us 24 7 365 and serving without any you know doing a big job for not a lot of pay we really appreciate right. that our and, police to, and as we as we thank everyone i wanted to and not to interrupt our thanks but you know let's leave on a good note right alpha all these people that are helping us out and doing the things that we need to have done there is still hope and through education we'll be better off uh, and able to combat all these disinformations <laughs> yeah it's it's really bad out there you know hey don't lose hope don't lose hope out there things will pick up we're americans we've, we've always persevered we've survived worse but anyhow thank you for to our police fire and ems folks out there thank you very much everybody have a great week have a good one bye-bye take care bye